welcome to Into the West, a Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game Podcast. My name is Charles. With me today are Richard, Ian, and a special guest, Andrew. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Andrew, welcome back to the podcast. Today we will be talking about one of the armies that Andrew loves to play, the Army of Lake Town. I believe, Andrew, you were on for the Survivors of Lake Town episode. I was, yeah, and I, I'm trying to remember, I think... I was on for the Bard the Bowman episode, so I think I actually gave you guys a Survivor's Alliance list and then another list with Bard in Army of Lake Town. So I might have talked about some of this already, but I don't think we've done a deep dive yet. But I, I absolutely love the Army. I feel like when I was getting started, I wanted to pick an Army that I thought was competitive, that I didn't see anybody playing in my local scene. And everyone at my local scene tends to favor like Lord of the Rings armies, which I think is pretty popular in most spots. So I, I figured that Lake Town would be like a really fun and competitive list to get started with. And I would say I have more games under my belt with Survivors and Army of Lake Town than any other force in the game. Okay, you're the expert. Over here on the west coast of Canada, we actually don't see Army of Lake Town or Survivors all that much. I brought Army of Lake Town to a couple of tournaments in the last couple of years, but I don't think I've really seen Army of Lake Town around. On the east coast, at least in the U.S., I don't want to say it's pretty popular, but I'd say there's a pocket of players that are known for doing like yellow alliances with Army of Lake Town. I know the DC Hobbit League guys have talked about it a lot on their podcast just because you can get so many troops and they have a decent amount of yellow allies. So you can kind of take these really big heroes and still get a really high troop count at kind of, you know, 600 to 800 points to kind of pair with other troops. So Alisher, who, you know, has won Nova, he's one of our most competitive players on the East Coast out of Philly. We ran a local event probably, you know, in October and he brought a yellow alliance, you know, with uh, Army of Lake Town. So that that's pretty common on the East Coast, I'd say. So just to break down this episode, we'll be going over the Army list, what is in the Army of Lake Town, and we'll be giving our thoughts on the Army. And then Andrew has brought two Army lists to share with us today, one pure Army list and one alliance. I just wanted to take a second to thank all our patrons. You guys are awesome. If you guys want extra content, you can check out the Patreon link in the description below. Now, back to the video. So going through the profile, the army of Laytown is from the armies of the Hobbit. And in the army, you have Bard the Bowman, the master of Laytown, Alfred the Counselor, Braga, captain of the guard, Bane, son of Bard, Sigurd and Tilda, Laytown guard captains, and you have your one warrior, Laytown guard. Mm -hmm. The army bonus is the master's purse strings. The master of Lake Town's money bag special rule has a range of 12 inches rather than six inches. So the master is kind of your key hero in this army. He provides the money bag special rule, which it gives him an option to spend a point of might each turn to basically create a six inch banner effect around him that also gives a plus one fight value to Lake Town Guard, uh, Lake Town Guard Captains, and Braga. As you guys know, with the combination of Alfred, he can be boosted with even more might than the two might that he starts with. So with the army bonus, this bubble is basically increased 
to double the area effect. I mean, I just think that's really, really crazy <laughs> because I would say in most games, even in like an 800 points match, you're not going to get more than like four or five turns of combat. So, you know, essentially you're just going to pay 50 points for like a 12 inch banner and a plus one fight. It, that's just insane. The fight value buff here is really big because like bringing them the Lake Town guards up to fight four it, is bringing them up to like the higher end of like average armies and against most evil armies it's going to be tying or beating them which is is huge especially when you have like that big of a bubble of rerolls i agree with everything that you guys said the the most important part of this army and that army bonus is you know a lake town guard is five points so if you give them a bow it's six points right so i'm pretty sure that would be the cheapest fight for in the game right because i think a corsair is like eight or nine points the other fight for troops i can think of are like low double digit points you know fountain court guard stuff like that even an elf is like 10 11 points for fight five so to me that's the real value is if you're just you know an analytical player like me who's trying to look at just the stats and the math and figure out what the most efficient kind of troop for the points is with that buff i mean fight four with a reroll for the entire board because 12 inches is the entire board unless you're you know playing some wacky uh, what is it, command the battlefield where you have to go into the four corners or something like that. And even still, you might get it if he's standing in the middle. That's extremely strong. I think if you have that for six points, granted it's temporary. And one thing that I think a lot of people forget is it's actually an active rule, the money bags. So if he gets transfixed, you actually can't use it. And that's really crucial. I've seen people, you know, mess that up before. But that, that's like a corner case scenario, right? That's that's the whole gimmick of the army is using that money bag special rule and you know, using Alfred to give him extra might so that he can do it, you know, five times a game if you really need to. That's the army. That That's the that's the whole, you know, gimmick of the army. And we'll talk about it in a little bit. But basically, if fight four with a reroll is good, you probably win. If you're up against, you know, elves or dragon emperor legion, you probably lose. Like, I know that's oversimplifying, but that that's kind of how this army works. You have one troop type. Your, your heroes are all support heroes unless you ally them in. So the, the strategy that I use with these guys is to play them at lower points. I think they do best around 500. I would play them up to like 600 or 650 with allies. And then after that, I just think survivors are the clear top choice because you have two great alliances with Thranduil's Halls and, and well, three great alliances, Erebor Reclaimed and uh, Iron Hills where you can just get better troops, better uh, heroes that you can't really get with this list. And then, you know, you're not really aiming for that fight four horde anymore. You're trying to just build a different list, right? Maybe you're allying elves for fight five or some more powerful heroes like Thranduil for, for magic support. So at lower points though, like we'll walk through one of the lists that I put together, like unless you're coming up against fight five, and even if you are, you might have double, if not more than double the troops your opponent has. So this army's got a lot going for it. I think people overlook it because it's very simple. It's like two pages in the book, right? It's just a couple profiles, right? I don't think people really like this army from the Hobbit movies. I totally understand that. But if you're just looking for like a strong army to play that has a ton of replayability, this is the best army in the game for that. Like you can play it up to any points level and be like, hey, I, I want to put Gandalf the White in today. Great, throw him in. I want to put, you know, Galadriel in today. Great, throw him in. Like, 
it's really cool because there's so many like ways you can mix and match different heroes. If you want, you know, Guahir and Galadriel with the mirror combo, throw it in. It's super easy, right? And then you just have 40 something troops at mm -hmm. 650 or 700 points. And, you know, I, I think people overlook this army a little bit. I think it's a lot more competitive than people think. And I'll say I usually win like easily or get absolutely destroyed with this force. And I think having, you know, the right heroes allied in it as a yellow alliance, I think can take this force from good to excellent and help fill in some of those gaps. And you also have like, you know, even at low points, like 13, 14, 15 bows at like 500 points. So even just that is, is pretty strong. So I think it's boring to build the list. You've got, you know, one troop type and just a few heroes that you're going to use every time, but it's super effective, I think. The master of Lake Town being only 50 points is a reason why you can ally him into so many lists because that, that hero Valor, you know, that super cheap with 15 warband slots. I mean, if you take the three main heroes, uh, Alfred, Braga, and, and the master, that's only 120 points. And you'll get over 40 models with those three you just maxed. So it's really easy to kind of slot them into many alliance lists and uh, brought it to a couple of tournaments. And just on paper, it, it doesn't look like a fun army to play because, you know, your leader is unarmed and, you know, your, all your warriors are basically the, the basic kits. You don't have access to, to cavalry or anything. And it's just very bare bones. But every time I brought it to a tournament, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, I agree that the banner effect cannot be underestimated because you have just so many models. I find that it's the most effective when you try to have as many one-on-ones as you can because every time you have a one-on-one, you're most likely rolling double the dice of your opponent because you get a banner reroll. For a defense four army, it can actually be quite tough. You say it's a fun army. I think the fun part is that your opponent is not going to have fun. It's fun for you. It's not fun for me. You, you roll up to a 500-point match with, you know, 60-plus models. Like, <laughs> the fun is looking at your opponent's face. <laughs> yeah. We are, in fact, outnumbered. The fun is shooting 20 bows every turn. Mm. <laughs> I have a question for those of you who have used this list. Has uh, the Master of Lake Town's Dragon Sickness rule, where he can get bribed away from the battlefield, has that ever happened to you before? It's never happened to me. I, I always remind my opponent of it because I think it's the right thing to do. And it's just never come up. I mean, like, at the points levels that I play this army, if you're going to get through, like, 30, 40 models in an hour and a half game, like good for you man like you 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 beat me like that's fine fair and square but i don't even know if he's ever been in combat in a game that i've played Are you serious I've never played contests with this list but he, he's i don't think he's ever seen combat right i have him a couple rows back he's unarmed right so even though he's got strength four you don't want him fighting um and you know you just really want to make sure he's within six inches of braga because braga has a special rule where if he's within six he gets free heroic actions on a four plus if he's within six of the master. I want to talk a little bit about Braga. I mean, Charles, I don't know what your experience was playing with him, but I think you could argue he's one of the best heroes in the game for 50 points. He's got, you know, comes with three might. He's got heroic march and heroic defense, and he can do both of those for free on a four plus if he's nearby the, um, 
semester. Um, we'll talk about this when we talk about the alliance list, but what I like to try and do is partner him up with a more fighty hero and try and get free heroic combats on a four plus. And I really like doing that. So he's he's kind of like the hype man for the army. He's like, I'm not going to do a whole lot, but that guy right there, he's he's going to heroic combat, you know? So I think, Richard, you're right. Like, if you if you come across this against, like, against this at a tournament, you can be like, oh, my God, there's so many troops. But this army doesn't instill fear in anyone. Like, I don't think anybody who, who like, your opponent rolls up and has, you know, 50 Army of Lake Town, like, I don't know that you care. Like, like people constantly underestimate this list when I play it. And I think that's such an advantage because there's not a ton to think about, right? There's one troop type, you know what the heroes do, you know that they're just there to buff. So I don't know, it kind of lulls your opponent into a little bit of like a false sense of security. And then you're just like, cool, I'm just going to sit here and, and like Charles said, roll twice the amount of dice that you are with my crappy six point troops that are just better than your 10 point troops in some cases. And I don't know, it's unassuming. So the, the, the army winds up doing a lot better than I think you'd expect. And those are my favorite types of armies to play. Like I'm never gonna play the top, you know, most obvious, most competitive force. I like playing armies like this where, you know, your opponent's like, okay, great. Like I'm on to the next round with a win. And then they're like at the end, oh my God, like what happened? I really, you know, got, got beat up by this list. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Like, I don't think it's popular enough that people are like intimidated by it. But once you get smashed a couple of times by it, then you know you start not having fun. Uh, but I I do agree with you a hundred percent. I think Braga is actually one of the most underrated heroes in the game. And the thing is, like, you know, there's podcasts and there's blogs and stuff about like top heroes in the game. I almost never see Braga there. But he's legitly probably easily top five and, you know, arguably the best. So that that's a really good shout out. Definitely agree with you guys. For 50 points, I think he's an auto include and I actually might even put him above Alfred. Although most of the time you just take all three. But uh, yeah, he's amazing. It's not a big thing, but I wouldn't sleep on the fact that Braga and the late down guard captains can get up to fight five when they are in that buffing aura. For a list like this, that could actually be pretty big just to add that extra little bit of durability to your combat line and a little little bit of extra punch because of their strength four. Considering, you know, once you get to what, like 600 points, you're going to have Braga and two captains probably if you're not allying. So you don't want to forget about that. Yeah, that, that's a really good shout out, Ian. And, and the other thing is they also get the banner. So they get the plus one fight and the banner effect, uh, just like the regular troops. So you fight five and, you know, your two attacks go up to three. Again, it's it's not much, but if you're playing this at the points level that I kind of recommend, you won't really be coming up against something that's going to smash your heroes. I mean, the obvious weakness here is like no heroic strike, right? So th this, this is a little bit of a different army play style than I think the standard. You know, if you're up against a Gil Galad, right, your solution is let him kill two or three troops a turn, right, and, and position so that he can only get into one after the heroic combat and make him waste his might, and that's 30 points, right? Your solution to big heroes is avoidance and trying to use your troops to kind of kill their troops. So it's a little bit different, but again, you've got 20 bows, right? Take Gil Galad off his horse. Like, you have you have tools with this list. I think it's just a little bit different than a, than a normal list, but that's a really good point, Ian. Like, Fight five with the banner, I mean, against some armies, that's pretty strong. And even if you just have Braga, like, going into, you know, fight four or less troops and trying to call a heroic combat to get a couple extra kills, like, it, it really does add up. I think 
courage is a big weakness of this list, especially as you scale up in points. So all your troops are courage two, and your heroes are, I think, for the most part, three. And not very reliable at all. And I remember bringing this to a five or six hundred point tournament once, and the person I didn't want to face the most on the list was Richard because he had the Watcher in the water, and just the thought of my army of Lake Town having to make courage test on a minus one to charge the watcher i just thought that i wouldn't really have a chance against his list so i think that's a big thing to to consider when taking this list especially if you're going above a certain level where you're going to see a lot of terror it's not easy to uh to deal with that's definitely a huge weakness of the list i think for me if i have an army that doesn't have any kind of possibility to mitigate terror I think one of my favorite solutions is just having a ton of bows, right? Because it's like, okay, I, I won't charge you. If you want to sit there all day, I'll fire 20, 20 shots with these archers that are just as good as Gondorian archers, as Haradrim. Like, they're just human archers. They're just as good. So for six points, you've got a four-plus shoot with a strength two bow. So look, that's not the only solution, right, Charles? But you typically have a lot of troops. And... You know, what I've found, if I do come up at 500 points against, like, uh, you know, Mordor with Black Numenorians or something like that, it's like, great, I'm going to put 20 shots into your Witch King on Fell Beast. If you want to sit back the whole game, great, I'm going to win. And if not, you're going to have to move forward and charge me, and then I can position, you know, my spears to come in and kind of even up the fight. The, the other weakness here, which we haven't talked about, is no shields. There are no shields in the army. Uh, that's one thing that really benefits survivors of Lake Town that this army doesn't have. So if you're in a situation where you need to stall the game and you don't want to, you know, get your opponent to 25%, that's that's a that's a big negative of this army, right? So you, you don't have the ability to mitigate damage if you really need to. So I'd say those are kind of the key weaknesses. And again, that's why I like to play this army at at kind of the lower points level. 500 points, I just think is like absolutely miserable to play against. My 650 list actually has some mitigation of some of the weaknesses we talked about. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking about them. One more thing that I want to bring up, and I know, Andrew, you had a lot of experience with this army, but I just want to ask you, uh, what do you think of the idea that the army relies on how much might the master has and how long he has the buff up for one game that i played with him alfred rolled two ones so nearly cost me the game because i had to choose very carefully which turns my army got the buff so it feels like your army is playing on borrowed time and when they're all strength three sometimes it can be hard to whittle down your enemies with just a limited amount of turns that's the whole gimmick of the army right like the turn that you run out of might on the master unless maybe you're up against fight two, like Goblin Town or something like that, like you're, you're done, right? I, that, that's been my experience. To me, it's almost like very different armies. So take this with a grain of salt. It's almost like Riders at the Aiden, right? Like if you don't call death at the right time, break your opponent and end the game quickly, like you lose, right? Like the, the, that's, that's the whole point of the army. So I think if you get a single one, I think it's okay. Because to Richard's point, like, you know, combat's usually kind of four to five rounds. If I were to roll two ones, I would probably sit back as long as I could and try to whittle my opponent down with shooting and just play avoidance for a bit. And then when we get close, just hope for like one big turn to maybe break and, and get my opponent off the board. But yeah, it's a big challenge and it's a risk of the list. I mean, on the other hand, if I get, you know, three rolls that are not one, two plus, 
as long as I'm not up against certain armies, I almost feel like I've I've won. I know that's like aggressive to say, but if you're up against a fight three army that has half the models that you have, and you have five turns of fight four with the banner, like you should be winning that every time, unless you know your opponent has some type of trick to to outdo you. So that's why I say like this army snowballs really hard or gets stomped, you know, really hard because think about it, right? If you're up against Dragon Emperor Legion, you have no way to deal with their heroes, any of them. So they're killing a ton of your troops every turn. And they have a fight five horde with, you know, less troops than you, but your fight four doesn't do much and your strength three. So I think that's probably the worst matchup for this army in the game that I've come up against. You have worse fight. If you win the fight, you're not likely going to kill them. And you have no way to deal with the big heroes that, in my opinion, are the way to kind of counteract that army. So, yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I think this is an army where if you're taking it to a two-day tournament, you're probably going to come up against a matchup where you have a really hard time winning. If you come up against, like, a one-day tournament and you have the right matchups, I feel like you can easily 3-0 and, and podium if you know what you're doing. So it's tricky. It's 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 a swingy army. I think it's got play against everything, but there's certain matchups where you're just like, okay, I'm going to have to get lucky, honestly, and this is going to be a real kind of tough go. Just to give our final verdicts, what would you rate this army out of 10? I think I'd say like maybe 600 or 650 and below a nine. And I think kind of 650 plus I would drop it down to probably like a 6.5 or 7. If you hit the right points level with this, I think it's one of the most competitive armies in the game. Like I think at 500, this might be a 10 for me. But just holistically, like at the points levels that most people play at, which is like 600 and 800, don't think I would bring it at 800 unless I was doing some wacky alliance. And at 600, I would feel really confident that I could win a tournament with it. So it's kind of tricky. It's one of those lists that I think has a peak at a certain points level. So yeah, I'd say probably nine, maybe nine and a half, uh, 650 or 600 and below. And then above that, I think it really drops off. So you'd have to go Yellow Alliance. And I'd say even with that, you could probably make better armies. So six and a half, seven. I think I'll go with a nine, maybe a 9.5 all the way around. And I agree with Andrew on the low points, but... You know, like we all know, I am a yellow alliance guy, so I really like the flexibility here and the stuff that you can do with it. I haven't had the chance to build it just yet. I do have a survivors of Lake Town list, but I've played against Charles's army of Lake Town. And yeah, there's there's a lot of ally options that you can get, even if you want to go a bit simple and just grab a few thorns company like, you know, that's not even anything crazy, but that really just ups the list quite a bit to just throw in a couple of fighty striking heroes. So yeah, I, I like it all the way around, even at high points. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to give it an, an eight, uh, maybe an eight and a half just overall for the reasons that, that, well, kind of the reasons that Richard just mentioned, like be, going the yellow Alliance route means you do lose your, your huge banner buff and you only get a big banner buff. Um, which is still really good. But the fact that you can, can go into Thorns Company and get fighty heroes or heroes that can do damage 
I mean, not the best, but the fact that you can get some ones that are reasonable and still keep your huge banner bonus is a lot because it does help cover the big weaknesses of the list. So, yeah, I think I think overall I, I still rate it pretty highly. I think I'll go nine as well. If you were talking strictly pure list, maybe a little bit lower at high points. But the fact that you can still use them at high points, you can ally, as we'll see uh, in Andrew's list, where you could just drop in a couple of warbands of really cheap models it's it's really flexible in all points levels so a solid nine for me i just want to point out before we move on that like you know if i said ian charles richard like you're coming up in the final round of your tournament to win the whole thing against a nine out of ten army right you'd be like that's horrible like i i feel like this is gonna be really tough for me to win you know i know dragon legion is 12 out of 10 but that's still pretty tough what am i gonna do right and then just, just think about everything we just said, right? If, if I came up to you guys top table and put Army of Lake Town down, you'd be like, I've got this. Like, I'm, I'm winning the tournament. I feel great. Like, I feel like we need a half a point adjustment just for that lack of fear factor. Like, <laughs> like maybe now you guys will think about it differently, but it's so valuable. It's just like an army, like almost like survivors, but I think people, that's way more popular. So people have figured it out, but there's definitely value in just like how underestimated this list is. Unless the final round is domination and Ian is playing Army of Lake Town, so we know he's a slow player. So it's going to be like three turns, and I can't kill 60 models in three turns. Could you go any slower? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the two army lists that Andrew brought to share with us today. Uh, so we're going to start with the pure list. Andrew, why don't you go over what's in the list and your general strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, this one's 500 points. This is going to be a reoccurring theme, but Warband 1 is Master of Lake Town. He's actually not fully maxed out. He's got three regular guard, three with spear, and three with bow. Next up is Alfred the Counselor. He's got four regular, four with spear, four with bow. Uh, Braga, Captain of the Guard, uh, four regular, four spear, four bow. And then a Lake Town Guard Captain. He's got three regular, three spear, three bow, and another Lake Town Guard captain. He's got four regular, three spear, four bow, just to make the points work. So that's uh, 500 points even. That's 58 models. I don't really play 800 points, but I think I would outnumber most competitive 800-point forces at 500 points. So I, I just want to, like, before I even get into the strategy, like, I have 58 models with fight four, at 500 points. Like, I, I don't know that I really need to get into a detailed strategy analysis here. I'm happy to do so, but like, that's the power of this list, right? I think 500 points is maybe the strongest level for this army, maybe like 550, but nobody really plays that. You have uh, 18 bows in this list and then a fight four horde, right? So like at 500 points, I'm expecting my opponent's army to be what, like 25 models on average, something like that. I mean, the game could be over in two turns, right? Of just me shooting. Our arrows will blot out the sun. I know this sounds like a little bit like I'm oversimplifying it, but this is such a strong list at those points levels. You also don't have to worry about a lot of the big things that are weaknesses for this list. It's pretty unlikely that you'll come up against a terror wall. Even if you were to come up against like Return of the King, you should be able to whittle them down uh, with shooting and then you know, use the tactics that I that I mentioned earlier. Also not a really common list at 500 points. You're probably not going to come up against a big hero. And actually, I would argue if you do, I think you're more likely to win. 
because if someone's spending 200 points on, on Gilgalad, they're probably closer to 20 models um, instead of 30. And I, I mean, look, it, it's a dice game, right? Like you want to mitigate variance if you want to win and, and play a competitive force. 18 bow shots per turn is mitigating variance. And then 58 you know, models with pretty high fight is mitigating variance. So we don't play 500 points locally. So I've taken a, a similar version to this at like 650. And it's done really well. I came up against Easterlings, and that was, you know, a loss for me. But other than that, I think I've, I've, you know, won all my games with this army uh, at at low points. So, you know, that's general strategy, right? If I, if I have the opportunity to sit back and shoot, I'm going to do that. And if I can break my opponent, I'm going to do that. And anything like hold ground domination, like I'm just going to run up to the objectives. Like there's no way my opponent will have more models on them or be able to kill enough in time. So it's an interesting gameplay style, right? And then even like Goblin Town, which is the only one who might be able to outnumber you, they don't want to be taking 18 bow shots a turn, and they'll kind of melt in combat against this horde with the uh, with the rerolls and the fight four. You can also feint with the Lake Town Guard, so you can reroll ones to wound, which is kind of like one of the weaknesses in combat here, as long as you have the fight value buff and the uh, spear supporting. Um, and then other than that, really just... You know, we mentioned the synergies with the heroes uh, earlier in the show. Um, so what do you guys think of this one? It's gross. <laughs> I mean, well, like you said, like the, just this pure model count and therefore the number of bows you have is pretty nasty. My standard Rivendell list with Gilgalad at 500 is like 22 models. I think my Thranduil's Halls one had 24 models, right? And your, your average model count at 500 is going to be 25 models. So the fact that you, against a defense six army, you're likely to drop, you know, four to six models at least before combat starts. Like, that's that's a huge portion of the army just gone, and you just, you just swamp them. Come to papa! Yeah, it's, it's pretty gross, unless they have terror. But even with terror, you have so many models, it's, it's likely not going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. I know Ian didn't give his rating, but I can give it for him. I can speak on behalf of Ian. Easy legend. You had him at the bows. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I, I really like this list as well. Like I said, maybe because I've played against something like this, it's definitely not unassuming for me. I don't want to play this in the final round. I think maybe the only weakness I would see is if... A scenario uh, calls for you know for you to target a specific hero if you somehow can't get your bow shots in or you know you're playing an experienced player who is able to protect their heroes you don't really have a strong hitter like that like in a game like assassination or i mean fog of war isn't that bad because there's the objective part of the scenario where you can do very well at but maybe like a clash by new moonlight but yeah you do have a lot of bows so not that many scenarios off the top of my head that you're weak weak at but i guess there's there's always going to be a few but yeah i think at 500 points this is as well-rounded as you can get perhaps your only weakness real weakness is the time you know you don't want to get timed out at a tournament but otherwise yeah i i would say this is easily a hero of legend question i had for you is you know, you mentioned that Master of Lake Town's Warband is not maxed out. So for me, 
he would be actually be the first warband that I would max out, uh, especially if it's like Maelstrom of Battle. You definitely want as many models in his bubble as possible. Just wondering what your train of thought was behind that. I think you could really like mix and match them and max them out if you want. I think that's one weakness that we didn't talk about earlier in the segment, but Maelstrom is like pretty tough for this army, especially because Alfred technically has no might. So you want Braga close to the master, you want Alfred close to the master. But the the counter to that is you have so many warbands. So my strategy in Maelstrom is actually to deploy like Alfred first, right? And then if you need to use Might on the Master or Braga or any of the captains, you can keep them close together. And like you really don't want Alfred picked off, you know, right away. So I definitely wanted to max his warband out. And other than that, it was really just like trying to spread out the troop count as much as I could. But yeah, you you could definitely throw you know a few more troops into the Master's warband if you wanted. I played a list like this, with the exception I allied in uh, Nori from Thorne's Company for a little bit of hitting power. This gave me a heroic strike, but really similar idea. And uh, there's a lot of lists at this points level where you'll just roll up with this list and it'll just seem really easy to play against, like you said. So, Hero Legend for me. So let's move on to the second list you brought for us today, your Alliance list. Yeah, sure. So uh, the next one is a yellow alliance, and this is kind of what we were talking about earlier, where because the master is a hero of valor, you can ally in a number of different heroes from other lists. So I've got the three key heroes. I've got the master. He's fully maxed out. So five regular guys, five bowmen, five spearmen. Alfred is fully maxed out with four regular guys, four bowmen, four spearmen. And then to make the points work, Braga has five regular guys, three spearmen, and four bowmen. So still max bows, but I was over by one point, so dropped a spear on one of the guys. And then the leader of the force from the White Council is Saruman the White on horse. And also from the White Council is Galadriel, Lady of Light. So that's 650 points. I believe that is, I didn't write it down. I think it's 44 models, if I remember correctly. So 650 i had 44 at 500 i had 58 but this is why i think this is kind of the tipping point for me i wouldn't want to go above here i kind of like the 650 point range for this army as kind of the cap i know you guys felt differently uh, but that's i don't play a ton of 800 so you might be right to me this is such a sweet spot the the inspiration for this list was kind of twofold the first was I was really trying to find the optimal list for Lady of Light after the FAQ took her from Valor to Fortitude. And it's pretty tough. I think if you wanted to ally her into Rivendell, which is a green alliance, you're losing out on a lot of troop count um, because she can't bring any troops into that list. So I thought that this would be kind of the perfect list to bring her in just because you get a really high model count. And you have a lot of archers. So in this one, I still have a 13 bows, uh, which is still pretty strong. And now you have the six inch, you know, pseudo blinding light bubble from Lady of Light. Uh, you get a heroic striker with her as well. So you're mitigating some of the weaknesses that we talked about earlier. And to me, I think Saruman, the white on horse, like th this is the absolute perfect army to ally him into. We talked about courage being a problem before, right? He's got the aura of uh, command. And then just having that flexibility to, like, we didn't talk about this earlier, but cavalry is also like a big weakness of this list. So he both is a cavalry model to counter charges, but also has sorceress blasts to take people off their horses. And what I like about this list is like, it's extremely well-rounded. I don't think there's a single 
matchup I would go into and feel like I didn't have a chance to win even against like the the fight five you know hordes now I have Galadriel who I can put into two troops a turn to try and take them out she's not my leader so obviously I can be pretty aggressive with her and then if you come up against the right list I feel like this this army just really really wrecks it like you know on the east coast a couple really popular lists are like Mordor allied with like the Spider Queen, that's very common. And so is Angmar. Like those are probably two of the more competitive lists we see all the time, uh, you know, at Nova and on the East Coast. So having Galadriel, especially now where I think people have kind of let their guard down on her. And, you know, we've seen a lot of like evil armies really kind of dominating the meta on the on the East Coast, at least in, in the States. I kind of feel like this list will catch a lot of people off guard. This also gives me some of the mitigants that you guys pointed out on my last list, right? Like if I need an assassin now, I have one. If I, you know, need to win contest of champions, I can make Saruman kill a few troops. Like it, it makes you a more well-rounded list that I think doesn't steamroll as hard as the 500.1 does, but has a little bit more play in in kind of every scenario. And like I said, if you come up against that right list with like a Witch King as the leader or something like that, you know, both Saruman's magic and Galadriel's, you know, banish. I just think it's huge. And and now you will definitely win the shooting war uh, with the blinding light. I haven't played this list since the assault on Lothlorien became super popular. I don't think that's a great matchup for this one. And I don't know if anything is a good matchup against that based on what you guys have told me. But I love this list. I think it's like different. I, I always try and like I said earlier, like, play armies that I haven't seen anybody play. And these are two heroes I haven't seen as part of the standard like ally into the Yellow Alliance package. Wow. I think um I think we're all speechless because I think you just covered everything. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? It's super well rounded. And this is definitely my type of list. Like looking at this, I really, really want to try this list. And I definitely don't say that as much seeing, you know, armies on this podcast, like sometimes, but this is really interesting for me because you got the numbers and you have the shenanigans. I'm just really surprised, you know, you got these two expensive heroes from the White Council, yellow allied in, and you just still have so, so much models to fit your core. Yeah, maybe I was too haste to give you know, the legend in the previous list, but I think this one tops it for me. I really like it. Yeah, I think the great thing about this list is the army bonus, you don't completely lose. Like, you don't lose the money bags rule. So even when you ally, yellow ally in, you could still, six inches still big enough where you could put the master close to where the fighting is the thickest and where the most important combats are. So you're still getting a huge chunk of your battle line with those rerolls in the buff. Locally, we don't really play 650 points, but I can see this type of build also being like upgraded at 800 points. If you just ally it, maybe like an Alvin fashion or something to give like a bigger variety of troops, uh, higher quality troops. But you could you could use the army of Lake Town to bump up your models above the average good elite army numbers. And I, I think they're a really useful tool, and you've shown that here. And I would hate to fight this list at this points level. So, Hero of Legend. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I don't think we've ever really played much 650 points. That being said, I am actually going to a 650-point tournament next week. So I'm just kind of thinking about how I'd use my list 
against this list. <laughs> and it's not going well for me. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, like, I can't really think of a, of a big weakness that, uh, that this list has, really. Aside from, you know, I, I guess the, the, the Dragon Emperor would probably still give you a run for money, but that's just because of the, the, the shield wall itself that it has and the high fight value. But other than that, you know, it, it is still a very, very solid list of what you have. It doesn't have a lot of, a lot of big weaknesses. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd, I'd probably give it a legend. Um, yeah, well, okay, the only thing I can think of is, 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 Defense six or defense seven hordes. I think he, he would struggle against that. You you already said legend though, so let the record show that you said legend. No no takesies backsies. <laughs> no, you're right though. I mean like that's part of the problem with the Easterlings, right? Is like you're still just strength three. So yeah, high, high defense hordes are are really tough, and the the support from the two casters doesn't it doesn't really do anything to help you with high defense. So. I think that's totally fair. Uh, like an Iron Hills or something like that, right? Even the same fight value with really high defense. It, it's not like completely, you know, without flaw. But yeah, I think, uh, Charles, to your point, that's a really common like alliance that I've seen talked about. I've never played against it, but on the East Coast too is like, it, it, it's so hard to like fully appreciate this until you've played with this army. But like, the Master, Braga, and uh, Alfred, fully maxed out, is 42 models, including the heroes. And it's 341 points. So, like, to Richard's point of, like, man, how did you get all those models in there? Like, that's 40 mod. Like, you just drop 40, you know, 42 models into into any list, right? And it's it's going to be pretty strong. So, that that's another thing I've seen, Charles, is, like, Army of Lake Town with the banner effect and then, like, Galadriel, regular Galadriel, allied in from Lothlorien with a ton of like guards of the core. So now you're fight six, um, you know, with 50, 60 models at probably even like 600 points. So there's a lot of cool things that you can do with this list. I'd be curious to hear you guys if you take this this type of force, even a yellow alliance at like 800 points. I don't think it's going to do as well as you think. I, I do think it struggles a little bit more for the reasons that I mentioned. Depends how you build it, of course, uh, but I really think like the lower points range is where this is like a real kind of powerhouse army. Yeah, I agree. I think all of our weakness, all of the weaknesses we talked about, um, you'll be able to see them quite a bit more at 800 points. So definitely don't agree with uh, with with what you've said. So yeah, I wouldn't take this to an 800 point tournament, except for maybe for fun. But yeah, I think I think like you said, lower. Points levels where it's at. I mean, just throwing Gwai here, 150 points. You know, that's I'm talking what. about pure. You, oh. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it pure above like 600. Yeah. yeah, fair, fair. I mean, I was just thinking 650 points. You know, just tack on a perfect 150, right? 43 models, not too bad. I mean, it's a bit of glass cannon, but. <laughs> Yeah, but you've got an 18-inch compel and a giant flying monster. So, like, hmm. Alistair took that at a recent event, um, and we do good versus evil, so I think he only played it maybe one round. Uh, but he did basically the same core and uh, Saruman and Gwai here. Uh, that was his combo to have, like, the, the wizard to slow people down and, like, the big monster. Like I said, he, he's one of the best players in our area. So 
there's a lot you can do. I mean, you, you could take the bears and throw them in here. You could take like a, any hero pretty much can ally with uh, with this army. So you've got a lot of flexibility, even like Glorfindel, right? Like if you wanted a, a stronger leader that's more defensive with the heroic strike, fight seven, and a bunch of, you know, high fight elves. Like this army's, I think, like there's more to it than initially you would see just from looking at the few pages. Well, Andrew, thank you for coming back to the podcast and talking to us about the Army of Lake Town. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. This was a blast. Thanks to all our viewers for tuning in. Look forward to the next episode of Into the West podcast.